0: Hello fellow coaches. Are we there yet? If you've got kids you'll have heard this phrase at some point on a car journey. Well today we're looking at are we there yet in terms of where's the money if our business is growing and what do we do in those interim times when we're just getting things off the ground and it doesn't look as if things are working well. Join us today as we uncover the topic of how long should this business really take to build? See you soon. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. so. If you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market, and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, hello and welcome to our next podcast. So if you were listening to the previous podcast about being scared to invest again, this will really help you move forward as well in making some more decisions because we're talking about how long should this take you know where's the money going to show up it's a real dilemma for being in business um and and it really does go along with our sort of mantras around clarifying your message nurturing your market creating repeat business because to do that there has to be some processes in place some trial and error and how long should this thing actually take to really start to show up? To know that you've actually done it and you've got it working for you. Um, I do remember, I I do remember all of our conversations, Anchor, where I could just feel my sense of urgency. You know that urgency between cash flow and growth, etc., and the patience that's needed to put the pieces in place. Versus the ability to bring money in right now to make sure that the bills are paid, etc., and and that can be really different at very different points in the, the journey of building business. Uh, you know, so let's dive into this topic. I mean, what are your thoughts on how long this should take? <laughs> well, I think the
1: biggest stumbling block for people is really their expectations. I think they're quite often, especially, you know, like the more you hear about learn Spanish in 30 days, the more often you hear it, the more likely you are to second guess and doubt yourself if you're not quite fluent after three months. And I think that's a little bit what happens in the the business building marketing space. There's constantly six figures in six weeks, right? So there's this constant thing. And on a rational level, you kind of know it's rubbish, but, I think some of it sticks. It kind of does mess with your expectations. And so that's the first piece to challenge. Like what, like where does that expectation of where you should be by now, where that even comes from? The other piece I want to have a look at is when we look at, okay, how long does it take to get this off the ground? What does getting off the ground mean to you, right? So for, for me, it has always been, You know, because I'm like you, like I'm the main breadwinner. So it's always like if this pays the bills and if I can buy clothes and I can buy food and I have all my bills paid and I can actually just make a living of it. That means it's off the ground and now I can relax and settle into and look at how I grow this further right so that's always been for me now if you're not the main breadwinner, that might be something different like i have a friend of mine she has a sewing business and she says well it just needs to she, she has she's retired so she's got a pension and she goes i consider my sewing business going well if it pays the studio bill mm-hmm. it just needs to pay the rent for the studio Right. So I just want it to not cost me any money and I have my creative outlet there. Other people feel, well, until I made my first six figures, I don't consider this a thing. Right. So it's like, what what does it even mean to you? And are you really that far off? You know? And and so that's, I think, the, the, the first piece. And the other piece that I think people usually underestimate is the amount of work you have to do to get to getting it off the ground. And that varies greatly depending on what you're building, right? If you and I always find every single time, you know, in my podcast, I've spoken to loads of people. The only question I'm interested in is like, how the heck did you get there? And there's a clear pattern. Anybody who built a business quickly builds it in the same area of expertise that they were brilliant at when they're working for somebody else right? And they usually just, like your marketing agencies, you know, they just take their favorite clients, give this thing a new name, and they do exactly the same thing. All the work they did before is on their resume, giving credibility. They have that confidence out of the gate that they know they can deliver the goods. They're usually hitting off really quickly, you know? So, but somebody, if we're talking to coaches that usually were doing something totally different before, they forget. Like, first of all, you need to get good at your craft, like your baby coach if you come out of coach school. So there's that craft. And with that, you don't have 10 years of experience of happy customer that give you that confidence. So you have to work on that and you have no idea how to build a business. So you've got a lot of work to do, right? So I think, mm-hmm. again, it's that piece of, well, just be conscious of that and give yourself some slack because the, the, the one thing that slows you down is this constant, are we there yet? Are we there yet?
0: Yeah. You know, it just took me right back to when I started my first business in 2008 as a voice coach. Clearly, you know, people knew what that was. That's not so completely intangible as some of the businesses. But when I, when I think back, social media was just starting, like Facebook had only just started, I think, a year or so before. Um, and when I look at it, I considered it a off the ground and a success when I could build this around my three-year-old going to nursery. I had two hours a day. And so my first bit of success, because back then, I've got to be honest, back then, I really wasn't aware of much of the, I know that there was digital marketing from sort of the early 90s upwards, but I really wasn't aware of much of that. So I didn't, I wasn't bombarded with that six figures is a, a thing to get to, seven figures is a thing to get to. I looked at it and I thought, okay, I've got two hours a day when my daughter is at nursery and, you know, two, you know, I can fit two clients in in that time. And that's literally all I could fit in when things were starting because I had a toddler, you know, in that point. So it was hugely when I think about it, I grew my my business grew around. My lifestyle. And so what we are faced with now is somebody on a beach looking, you know, super tanned. And we we class that as a laptop lifestyle. But I had a lifestyle business right from the get go. It worked around my lifestyle. It was I was able to be at the school gate. I was able to pick my daughter up. It was a part time business at the time. What really shifted it was when I had to become the main breadwinner, when my husband had um, kidney cancer in 2012. Then I had a different journey to take in business. And and the success of the business changed. It was around then actually now taking on more responsibility. Did I want to do that? And then how was I going to do that? So I think the parameters changed. And and just to say before we kind of finish on the topic... um, I remember um, a coach of mine sort of saying, you know, if somebody's earning a hundred thousand a year, but the actual expenses and the cost of running that is ninety thousand and they've got ten thousand profit, you'd be better off earning thirty thousand a year with five thousand pound expenses, you know, in your business and having the rest as profit. There's such an arbitrary nature to the actual level of. of financial success we put on something but i i it was um somebody who said to me your business has to do four things and this was one of the key things that really helped me to stop seeing it as i just need to pay my bills with my business and it was a fundamental shift for me that helped me to really understand what i was what i was needing to do with growing a business at at all stages was it has it has four it has four people it has to keep happy Um, every business has four types of people it has it has to pay for its own business expenses it has to pay for you the business owner to have a wage it has to pay your suppliers and your costs and then it has to kind of so, so pay in service as it were your customers so there's these four things and when I realized that as a as an umbrella I could step back from that feeling that it wasn't successful, it wasn't ready yet, it wasn't as good as other people. And I was comparing myself, I could step back and go, where in the scheme of all of that is this business? And what's the very next thing that it needs to do in order to actually become more sustainable for everything?
1: Totally. And (laughs) absolutely. And I think the piece that and I think you just literally spoke to that piece again, right? You know, the moment you could drop that constant questioning and doubting, like that's what frees up the headspace and the, yeah. you know, the, the 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 ability to make good decisions and plan. And I think I remember Marie Folio saying once she took seven years until she quit her job to go full-time in her business, right? Because mm. she didn't want... Because you know, we all know it's like when you come to a sales conversation from a desperate kind of space, mm-hmm. it makes everything a lot harder, right? So it's like the question would become not how can can I speed this up? Because nobody can guarantee you that it's gonna be fast. You know, we know we just look at building work, right? You always have a time frame and a budget, and you know, it usually gets blown out of the water for one thing or another. That's life. Software projects are like that. Like Everything is like that. So you cannot guarantee that it's going to be like three months, six months, whatever. So the question becomes, how can you take yourself the pressure off, right? And to say, well, have a, like, it always seems to be like the ultimate expression of failure when somebody says, oh, I had to get a job, right? Or had to, you know, it's like, well, Maybe you shouldn't give up, like, if the if it's the only source of income you have, maybe you shouldn't give up your job so, so soon and actually just build it on the side. You know, like, who says that the only way to make, have success in business, if it's the only thing and it, it pays you a million dollars within six months, right? That's like, you make that stuff up. Why, how can you give yourself the space and income from, Somewhere else to allow you to build this business the way you because I think you know, when you're looking at a house building project, if you have a housewarming party, if you put a sofa in the middle of a raw room, you know, to start entertaining because you can't wait to move in, everything else goes slower, right? So, I think what if you found the way to put your sofa somewhere else until the buildings, you know, like. Take a step back and don't put that much pressure on that business and yourself.
0: I think that's a great place to end because there's there's no there's there's no shame at all in having a job, keeping a job, starting your business on the side, keeping it on the side. Do not believe everything that you hear about it. Quitting, you know, quitting that awful job and your nine to five. There's this, you know, if you are going to run your own business. And you're going to be able to have a place in the marketplace where people see what the the value of your work and come and pay you for it. Then that's going to take some time to build up your reputation, to build up your business acumen behind that. And and it seems absolutely pointless to me to put such a severe amount of pressure on yourself unless you know that you operate well under that level of entrepreneurial pressure so until next time we'd love to know your thoughts leave us a review etc and, uh, and do give us a comment because we'd love to know what, your, what you think about our conversation and whether it's resonating with you but until next time take care
1: take care thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast if you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature this podcast is your sanctuary if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far Make sure to subscribe to the visible coaches podcast on your favorite platform and we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you to grab this episode's free resource visit the visible now that's the podcast.com let's continue to embrace our introverted strength create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.